Ladies and gentlemen, this is usually the time of the evening on a Saturday where you hear the lovely voice of Mr. Elio Canella welcoming you to another stirring edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. And I, I while I do so enjoy listening to his opening monologue, I had to request that we switch up the format this evening and that I open the show because I can't contain myself anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Monday Night Raw absolutely fucking sucks. Okay? I don't know if I'm watching a professional wrestling program or 90s Nickelodeon reruns. Because, <laughs> because you know, I'm a kid of the 90s, okay? That's when I grew up. Okay? And I loved Nickelodeon, you know, Double Bear and the sliming, and it's, it's fun, you know, you, you get to watch Rugrats, you have, you know, you have your uh, Reptar references, and then, you know, you have Double Bear. It's all good, but what's not good is when you have Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman Building up a WrestleMania match <laughs> in 2021 with Green Slime going blah Okay? You know what this made me want to do? Oh, it no. made me want to say fuck Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> you know, like. Is there any redeeming quality to Monday Night Raw right now, Elio? Because if there is, I can't find it. I can't think of any. I, you know, this is this has got to be the worst show on television, and because we are, you know, podcasters in in the wrestling sphere. You know, we have to watch this show in order to, you know, give you a good podcast because, you know, it leads into the next pay-per-view. And, you know, uh, this week it was it was Fastlane. And the only Fastlane I want to think about is the Fastlane that gets me to the exit off this goddamn road to WrestleMania because this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. What are, what, what are we doing here? Okay. And, and trust me, we're, we're going to get into plenty of, of detail to back this stuff up. I'm not, I'm not just blowing smoke. I got to quote George Carlin. Okay. I got a little, a little bit of evidence to support my claim. Uh, but this is absurd to me. I, we're, you know, we got three weeks to go to WrestleMania, and I just want it to be over because it's going to suck so bad, and it's not going to do anyone any good. And, you know, I have to take a breath and let Elio speak because, you know, one, I love the guy because he's an awesome co-host. But two, I need to contain myself before I blow a gasket so we don't go so we don't go two hours long because ladies and gentlemen, I got a talking to before we hit the record button saying that we're going too long on each show. 
And we do have a lot to cover this week. So uh, before I talk too much, I'm going to flip it over to Elio for his much more eloquent introduction to the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Well, I take a shot of cyanide. <laughs> wow. Shot of cyanide, Dad. <laughs> okay, so like my quote said, I'm Elio. He's Ben. This is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. And yes, sir, uh, you fans can see on camera right now my uh, co-host is taking a shot of cyanide. How's that taste, sir? Much, much sweeter than Monday Night Raw, you, you sexy <laughs> What the? Oh, my God. What is going on with this show? This uh, Monday Night I told, Raw. I Monday told Night you. Raw. I told you, man. This is the fast lane to disappointment, and I want to—I want the fast lane to the exit off the road to WrestleMania because this shit is embarrassing. So, okay. like, okay, I—I'll give you—I'll give you an example, and then—and then we'll get—we'll get into the review. So you know, you know how WWE Network switched over to Peacock this week, and it's. Yes, uh, uh, wait, what day is it today? Today's the 20th, I believe it was on Thursday, right? The 18th. Right. So because of that, and because of the fact that I had to do all this stuff to switch over and whatever, um, you know, my mom was asking me about, you know, how, how's wrestling nowadays? She was asking you how's the wrestling nowadays? Yes, because because she has noticed a sharp decline in my level of enthusiasm when I had to watch Raw. Because when she, when I was when I was a kid, man, like I lived for for Monday Night Raw and WCW. I I did. Sure. Uh, you know, wrestling was and still is to a large degree a religion to me. Uh, it's it's very important. Um. And it has been for a long time. But I told her, in my 30 years of watching wrestling, and I can't believe I'm old enough to have been doing anything outside of breathing for 32 years, little on 30. Um, but I, I just don't understand what they are doing. And I, I don't want to come on here and be ranting and raving and bitching and complaining. And then I have a sore throat at the end of the night and I can't go to sleep because I had a headache last night and it was terrible. And I didn't fall asleep till 7 a.m. this morning. Uh, so when you said 7, I thought it was like 7 p.m. and you did and you woke up at 1 a.m. Oh no! I no! I wow! I, you went to you fell asleep at seven a.m. this morning. Yeah, and I was wow. in bed for I was in bed for a long time, ladies and gentlemen, because I I had a headache. But luckily, I feel much better coming into tonight's show. However, this is why I can't blow a gasket because I just don't have the I just don't have the same level of energy that I typically do. That's why I'm over here with my trusty can of cyanide, um, a.k.a. Coca-Cola, because I'm not a crazy motherfucker and I don't follow a guy named Jim Jones. 
Um, but uh, with that being said, uh, after one hell of a stirring monologue to open the show, let's jump into Monday Night Raw right off the bat. And uh, I guess that's my job. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so as I said um, in, in my intro, I got a talking to from Elio saying that I, we need to shorten the show a little bit. I agree with him. So I'm going to go with the highs and lows. And, you know, honestly, um, I, I don't know if I can pick a high from Monday Night Raw. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if I have, if I have to, in the interest of, of fairness, ladies and gentlemen, as I'm doing this, I'm scrolling down, actively looking for a highlight. Um, oh, oh yes, here's one. And I mean, this in all seriousness. So Asuka went complete evil empress here and just kick the shit out of uh, Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. in uh, match number five of the evening in a matter of one minute and 24 seconds according to the review that I'm looking at. Um, and this is what um, this is what Asuka should have been all along. And I find it completely ridiculous on a couple of different levels um, that it took this long because since Asuka lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania, she hasn't been the same. Uh, Since she came up from NXT, she hasn't been the same. They They completely buried her for the purpose of pushing Charlotte Flair, in my opinion, uh, much like they did with uh, Rhea Ripley. And I'm so relieved that this version of Asuka is back. And I can can only hope that this is the start of 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 a good run for her, but I can't get my hopes up too high because... This is Monday Night Raw. So, uh, moving on to a low light, which, oh my God, there's so many. Mm. <laughs> uh, but the first one that I have to mention is my, since I was referencing Nickelodeon, uh, Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. This is stupid. This so stupid. Now, now, esteemed members of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast audience, uh, you may remember the fact that I have a long-standing feud with Braun Strowman because of, well, number one, as a wrestler, he sucks. Uh, and number two, uh, because he made some very asinine comments uh, in the midst of a pandemic, uh, and the the people that he was referring to are, uh, or I should say, the people he was describing uh, 
just fit the description of many friends of mine on the independent scene uh, around the DMV area, because that's where I'm from. And, and it just really pissed me off. So on, on one hand, I did enjoy uh, Braun Strowman being made to look like an asshole on national television, but then, uh, you know, I have to remind myself that this is Monday Night Raw and not an episode of Double Dare, as I mentioned before. Ladies and gentlemen, I haven't seen this much slime uh, since my childhood. And it appears a show called You Can't Do It on Television. It's the same idea. Every time someone says, I don't know, they get slimed. Well, that, and that was, that was the exact uh, concept of, yep. of the sliming here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they did that on a show called uh, Figure Down. It Out. I don't know oh, if you figured it out. Uh, nope, but I know Splatter Lot. That's another show we have up here. Uh, yeah, um, well, it's, it's pretty much the same concept. Um, but okay, so now now that we've gotten the the asinine nature of the, of the sliming out of the way, let me let me dive a little deeper so you you guys can see where where my thinking is with this. Um. Braun Strowman is one of those characters that every time it seems he gets a little bit of momentum, uh, it just goes straight down the crapper because he gets a title shot and loses. Um, and Elio is laughing in the background because he knows I'm exactly right. Um, and it, it really... I really don't understand it, uh, you know, because he has this feud with with Shane McMahon because at, at, at least this is the reason I understand that they're feuding. And, and Elio, uh, feel free to jump in here with any of your thoughts. Okay. Um, so they're feuding because... Braun was not allowed in the Elimination Chamber match because he's not a former WWE champion, and despite numerous attempts to explain to him a very simplistic concept, um, he continues to get very mad and has... That's the origin of this feud? That is so stupid. I think so. Which... (laughs) which which brings me to my next point. That that might have been the metamorphosis of Shane calling Braun stupid. But Shane, Shane would never do that because he's been to classes where uh, he's learned not to uh, make fun of people and call them stupid. <laughs> well, apparently I need to go to a class where I can understand this level of stupidity. <laughs> Professional analysis 
And to tell you the truth, I can't stand it. So we're gonna we're gonna move away from the the emotional. We've done an emotional aspect, and we've done an analytical concept. And now I'm just gonna tell you what I want as a, as a fan. Because clearly, to me, this seems to be setting up a WrestleMania match between Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. Uh, is, that, is that where you think this is going, Elio? Yes. Okay, so we're, we're on the same page. So you're a smart person. See, so you're not stu stupid. <laughs> so congratulations. <laughs> but... I have to ask. I have to ask you this question. Okay. Who in the hell asked for Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania? I didn't. What? I mean, I, I don't. I don't. Nobody wants to see that. You know, give us Mustafa and Kofi. Don't give us Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. God damn it! it, right. it, it, it I I don't. Well, I, I, th- I think we're getting that, aren't we? On uh, one of the two nights. Well, we better be getting something because whew, 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 this WrestleMania card is shaping up to be. Absolutely sucktastic. I I I just don't get it. Now, since since I gave you my low light, what's your low light of Monday Night Raw? Because clearly there wasn't a highlight. No, um the no actually for me I do have a highlight. Bobby Lashley and Sheamus. Oh, well, okay, I can but, I can see that. That was no, that was a good match. I I can appreciate that. By the way, the low light was a uh, Shane and Braun Strowman. I'm just, uh, just everything about it. I just don't I don't like. Oh God, you know I, it's just r- ridiculous. It it it, re- it really is. It it makes me sad, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't, I don't mean that in the smart-ass sense. You know, we come on here and we try to be entertaining. And, you know, so, sometimes I, I go a little bit over the top with my theatrics. <laughs> you know, and, and guilty is charged because, because I, I, I recognize that. But, but in all seriousness, when a... When a show that I grew up loving is now reduced to this, it bothers me because I respect pro wrestling for the art that it is, and this is not art. What you're doing is you are embarrassing people on national television, and all that that tells me is that you don't give a fuck what you're putting on television because... You're making more money now than you ever have in the history of your company, despite the fact we're in the middle of a, of a pandemic. Now, I've given my thoughts on that aspect of things many times, and I don't want to do that again. But 
when when I think of pro wrestling as a as a fan, I want to be entertained by what I'm watching. And when you put asinine bullshit in front of me on a weekly basis, what do you expect me to do? And with that, I will now, for my sake as much as yours, I will end this miserable review of Monday Night Raw because that's exactly what it's doing. Monday Night Raw makes me miserable on a weekly basis. So, Elio, now it is your job to um, to see us through the stormy seas of NXT. Ooh, an NXT. Mm. Okay, let's see what my little light. I see I do have one highlight for NXT because it, it wasn't uh, that great of a that interesting of a show this week. But I no, do no, have one. I do have one highlight: Zoe Stark versus Dakota Kai. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. a I'm a big fan of Zoe Stark. Absolutely, you know I, I'm I'm right there with you. That that part was that match. Uh, I just loved everything about that match. It was so great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no complaints there. So, uh, yeah, we are. Uh, we're right on. We're right on par with the highlight there. And plus, so we start. One word, yummy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I, right as you said that, no, 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 no. Hear, hear me out. Because right as you said that, I was um, taking a sip of my drink. And it's a wonder that I didn't um, I didn't regurgitate on my computer and have a short circuit. So, um, but aside from my marvelous uh, control, um, <laughs> I I must I must I must say in the most professional manner that I know how that in this case, Elio is one hundred percent correct. <laughs> so well played, sir. And with and with the highlight of Zoe Stark in mind, uh, what was your yeah? My, my lights. Yeah. L A night. Well, you, you know, I I have a soft spot for L A night because he's he's a hometown boy. You know, he's a Maryland boy. Well, well, well this match, they were like, LA Knight versus August Gray. Uh, well, that that was just a squash match. Yeah. That, that doesn't mean anything. Um, but, I mean, I, I completely get your perspective. Mm-hmm. For, for me, and hear, hear, hear me out on this because it might seem a little bit weird. The low light was Finn Bauer and Karrion Cross. Ooh, yeah. And I have a very specific reason for saying that because I love both of these guys and I cannot wait for their match at NXT Stand and Deliver. Um, Because I think that this will be the proper coronation of Karrion Cross as NXT Champion. Okay. 
here, but here's the thing. What, what they did was a very Monday Night Raw way of booking things. You know, you, you, bring, you bring enemies together in a tag team. You, 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 you create some, some strife or some, some kind of, um, you know, tension between them, which leads to a singles match. In this case, it's a championship match. I don't like that because um, for these two characters, it is unnecessary. Um, there, I don't need that when it comes to Karrion Cross, Scarlett Bordeaux, and Finn Bauer. These are three of the most entertaining uh, the things that you have on your television um, or on my television under the WWE umbrella, and I don't need your stupid... Uh, elementary school um, booking decisions to make me believe that these two have an issue with each other. Number two, um, it kind of shits all over the NXT tag team titles because now you have titles taking a backseat to a rivalry that has no reason to be in a tag match. None whatsoever. Um, this is, the, you know, um, Karrion Cross and Finn Balor are not Batista and Rey Mysterio. You don't need to, you don't need to book it like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and on, on top of that, um, Oni, Oni, or not, not Oni Warrior. Danny Birch. Danny Birch got hurt um, after taking a. Uh, Saido suplex from uh, Karrion Cross. So he'll be out for a few months, it's my understanding. So overall, um, overall, Finn Balor and uh, and company did not have a good night last night, or not last night, but on NXT. Um, and you know, but the thing that that bothers me, aside from you know, the fact that there's no crowd, which really hurts the NXT brand in particular. I don't know what it is because for for years, NXT was the best brand in, in, in pro wrestling. You know, they operated as their own brand. They kind of got out from under the shadow of the WWE umbrella, and they weren't operating as developmental. They were their own brand, and that's what made me excited and what made me get more excited for NXT and NXT takeovers than I would for a WrestleMania match. If you, like, for instance, you give me NXT New York, you give me, N- or you give me NXT... Um, Portland, you know, you, or any or any of the of the like, the retro shows, even even NXT Arrival, you know, I'm I'm gonna want to watch that more than I'm gonna want to watch uh, WrestleMania nowadays, especially this year. Um, you know, we we've had some classic matches, you know, Adam Cole, 
uh, you know, Johnny Gargano. Uh, one of one of one of my favorites was uh, Johnny Gargano and uh, Andrade. Um, you know, all all of the all of the Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano and the DIY breakup and all of that. And and then of course you got Sasha versus Bailey on on NXT Brooklyn, which I could still watch five times a week and not get tired of. You know, but and their and their, and their second match at respect. A- absolutely, absolutely, and that's the thing, right? So that that's what's missing now from NXT because now it's being treated as a developmental brand. So to, and I, 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 I bring that up specifically as it relates to Canadian Cross, because now we, we both know that, and that um, Canadian Cross is on the fast track to the main roster. Mm-hmm. We both know that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's going to get the NXT title on his on his way out, um, which in and of itself I don't have an issue with, but you know, NXT just doesn't feel special anymore. There was a, there was a time where the NXT Championship to me meant more than any other title in professional wrestling. Because of the prestige, because of the excitement, because of the realness of NXT. It wasn't overproduced. It wasn't micromanaged, you know. And, and nowadays, it's like there's so many examples of things being overmanaged and just overthought. And like, you know, what the hell happened with the Dusty Rose Classic? You know, I mean, awesome tournament. But you have them win only to get absolutely buried by Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler on the women's side of things. You know, it's like we said last week. Why wouldn't you just have the the newly minted women's tag team t- titles go to the winners of that tournament, but rather you award them, you anoint them to Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez, which, which is fine, but then you, you have them lose to Ember Moon and uh, um, Shotzi Blackheart. Shotzi Blackheart, and you know it's just the the main roster way of thinking, ladies and gentlemen, has 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 fully seeped into NXT, and I hate it. So much I cannot, I cannot describe to you how much my skin crawls. My skin crawls more watching NXT than Monday Night Raw because I know what NXT used to be. I am an NXT OG. Okay, I mean I've been riding with NXT since it was a reality show and it fucking sucked. And I, I've seen it at, at, at its highest, and I've seen it at, at its lowest. And this shit is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And, e- and even when it's not, 
even when they have good shows by by themselves, I still think NXT has a better quality wrestling than AEW by a long shot. Um, but 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 here here's the thing. So even when I'm enjoying something very much in NXT, you know we've we've had great matches with with Adam Cole and and this thing with Kyle O'Reilly and all that. Stuff. Good stuff. I don't know if I would have broken up on Disputed Air before they go to the main roster, but that's just me. Um, you know, but it's just, um, this NXT just feels like it's in coast mode. They put it, they put it on autopilot cruise control and I don't understand why. I w- now I would like to think it's because of the pandemic. I would like to think that, but I can't quite buy into that because for years we have seen people come from NXT who should have been pushed to the moon to quote Cameron Grimes, um, or I'm sorry, to the moon, Cameron Grimes. But, you know, it's like every time they bring up somebody that I'm excited about for NXT, it's like I know I can't, I can't get emotionally invested in them because I know exactly what's going to happen to them. They're going to go to the road of Andrade, and Andrade is going to request his WWE release because they fucked him up so bad. It's embarrassing. You know, it's just, it's absurd to me to the point where my head wants to explode. It, it, it really does. So, moving on to uh, AEW. I'm sorry, I kind of usurped your review at the end of that, but, I, you know. As you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, I am a very frustrated wrestling fan this week. You know, this week just hit differently. And it hit me in the gut where, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm just going to go the fuck off. Um, and I'm sorry, but I'm just telling you ahead of time. I am thoroughly disenfranchised with professional wrestling right now. And it bothers me. Because I love this shit more than almost anything in my life. And I, 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 I do take this personally. I, 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 really, I really do. It, it, it's, like, it's like a slow death. Yeah. I, I don't know. But, but moving on to AEW. We do have a, bright, a really bright spot on AEW. Because the majority of that show was not good. I'm, I'm, I, look, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it exactly how I see it. And if 98% of the shit sucked, I'm gonna tell you 98% of the shit sucked. And that is that has never. I don't think it's ever been more true than it is this week in the history of. An entire week of pro wrestling on this show. Uh, I, I mean, I, I damn near fell asleep at least five times. However, I woke up when Britt Baker 
and Thunder Rosa main evented Dynamite this week. Because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this, this is going to be good because it's, you know, Thunder Rosa. And, uh, you know, Britt Baker has slowly grown on me. You know, she's, you can definitely see her progression in the ring. But holy shit, Elio, I was not expecting that level of violence. Oh, my God. You know, but you know what made me appreciate it more than anything? What's this? Because that match felt like two women saying, okay, we know that our division is struggling and we know that we have to go out here and and really make a statement. And that's what they did. They set the bar for that women's division in AEW to a point where it has never been. Not even close. And, and I, I would have to say for that reason and for that reason alone, that match may be the best thing I've ever seen come out of of dynamite because of what it did for the division and for the business of AEW. You know what I mean? Like if you, and yeah, sometimes the violence isn't for certain people. And yeah, I did. I flinch when, um, when, uh, Britt Baker hit her head on the ladder, got split wide open. I, I think she I she would have had to bleed it at that point because that just looks like too nasty to, to, you know that was like whoa I I don't I, so I don't know if if she got busted open the hard way or she bladed but that looked like a blade job to me um or you know or or when she went uh, you know back first courtesy of a power bomb you know into the thumbtacks. That's, a, I mean, those, these two women are badass bitches. And I mean that, I mean that in the most complimentary fashion I could possibly dream of. I, I was not expecting that coming from them. And holy God, both of those women have earned a level of respect from me that AEW itself has not garnered. Wow. If there is one match that you go back and take a look at from wrestling this week, that's the one you got to go back for. Even if you're, even if you're not really into the violence, I truly believe that if you think of if you think of it in terms of the entire scope of the AEW women's division and you really see how much they stepped it up and put their bodies on the line to put it on on a map in a position where it's never been, I think you'll really appreciate that match the way that I did. You know how good that match was? What? I gave it a five stars. Well, I I did too. Absolutely, absolutely. And no, no, we're not saying it because Dave Meltzer. Fuck Dave Meltzer. 
I don't give a fuck. Fuck me out, sir. Yeah, I I have a feud with Strowman and Rollins. You have a feud with Mint Meltzer. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> okay. But, yeah. yeah, but go ahead. No, no. Uh, was that your? Did you give your light? Oh, oh, oh. Um, <clears throat> oh, well, that's going to that's gonna be easy to pick. Watch this. Uh-oh. Because, because believe, it, believe it or not, it was, it was the tag team match with, um, with uh, um, Moxley and Kingston. Mm-hmm. Good, good match, absolutely. But what are they doing with a roll up? I mean, to me, that just it took me out of it. It really did. Yep. Um, you know, that was that was like uh, what? Oh, what? What was the? What was the? Um, phrase I use you know it was it was a good movie with a shitty ending which which, um which not um you know that's not exactly what I said I don't recall but um you know it's just for that level of ass kickery and then you have you have that as an ending it just seemed cheap I don't know so that that would have been my my low light for sure. What was yours? My low light was well. If I have a few here, um, first of all, that Cody and Penta match. I thought it was going to be better because I was really looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, no, it, it didn't really deliver. And uh, Phoenix and and Helico and uh, Matt Hardy. And versus Jurassic Express and Bear Country. Oh, absolutely! I, I have a quite a question. Yeah. Why is Marcos done getting offense in on the butcher? Because <laughs> it's it's just a joke. It, it, it that in and of itself makes it a joke. And and you know how much I hate six man and eight man and twelve man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matches. So do I. I, I uh, can't. The, the, I abhor them to a level that I can't even describe to you. I can't, I can't even find the words. Do you know what I do now every, every time one of those comes on the air? I, I, I fast forward it now. I can't. Because I, 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 I just can't deal with it. I know what it's going to be because I know how AEW does this shit now. Oh, so you would have hated um, Impact because I'll tell, I was looking at the results. Do you want to know what they had on there? When was, this, when was this? Tuesday? Yeah, this past Tuesday. They had a 12-person tag team match. No, <laughs> but, but but here's here's the thing, and this is why this is why I can't watch Impact. Okay, and and I confess I haven't watched Impact in so long. Okay, I'm missing much. Um, 
Probably, probably since they moved to um, access to well, no, since before that, like the last oh. time I watched it was right before they moved to the Pursuit Channel. Well, that's just, I, I even almost forgot the name. That's how relevant that channel is for me. Well, I don't have a problem with the actual channel because it's like hunting and fishing, and I grew up with that shit. But what does that have to do with? Uh, no, but that's what I mean. What is that? What does the wrestling have to do with with that? That sounds more like an outdoors channel. Exactly, but 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 as impressed as I've been with with some of uh, some of Impact's talent. Um, you know, in, in, in the past and he, and even even now, um, you know, Chris Bay being one of one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really like him. Um, but their production value is none. Yep. Like absolutely none. WWE looks like looks like the major leagues I'm talking about on TV in terms of present pre, visual presentation packages all that stuff mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not talking about in ring stuff and and impact looked like it was produced in my closet <laughs> you know I I honestly think that there is better production value sound wise and uh, and and video wise on some of our shows then look I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to be an asshole but like it just it astounds me for the level of talent that impact has had in the past and c- continues to possess now I have no interest in, in watching their show because there's nothing there. And I'm supposed to cover this. Uh, I'm supposed to cover Impact, and I don't even watch it because I, I just can't do it. Well, I mean, how, how could you? I mean, it's, the, it's, the, it's the wrestling equivalent of taking Benadryl. It's... it's, <laughs> it's it, I mean, it's not it's not as physically painful as Monday Night Raw, but I mean, there is nothing there. And look, I don't even mean that in, in, in an insulting fashion. Uh, you know, if, if look, if we're missing something, you know, ju- jump on our Facebook page at PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, or jump on my Twitter at you know at um. Oh, what is, what is my Twitter nowadays? Um, oh, yeah, I, okay. Don't ask me. I don't use Twitter. <laughs> it's it's pure. It's pure, well, I'll tell you a story off the air about Twitter. So my Twitter in now nowadays is, is piercing Ben. That's P E A R C E I N G B E N. Um, and I I don't prom, I don't prom, promote that all the time because I. Uh, you know, as a platform, I can't stand Twitter. I, re- I really can't. It's a, it's a successful. Um, but, but having said that, I do, you know, promote the podcast over there and, and you, you know, you can follow us. And 
Uh, Facebook has some good stuff, so make sure that you're up on the podcast everywhere you can get it. You know, Spotify, uh, iTunes. Or what, or what used to be iTunes and a bunch of other places. Just just Google us, bitch. If you can't find us, you're lying because this motherfucker is everywhere and we're, <laughs> we're, we're exploding in a more entertaining fashion than, than the exploding barbed wire death match at the end of revolution. Trust me. <laughs> we are a revolution right here, motherfucker. And you need to get on board because I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life if you're if you're watching professional wrestling and not listening to the PNC Progression Wrestling podcast. Because, like I said, we are everywhere. Get your shit together and and hit play on all of our episodes, except number one because it sucked. <laughs> yeah, it's got the most plays. Well, and, and but and by the way. Our second episode got deleted. Like all, all that serious music, I don't know what happened to it. But seriously, yeah. Oh wow. From, from uh, but from episode three on, it gets better and better. So that that's where you need to start if you're new around here. And uh, <laughs> now that and now that I'm done with my heel like promo, uh, we. Um, no, we really do appreciate your uh, your increased patronage to this podcast. Uh, and if you're just now discovering us, uh, we really appreciate it. I, actually, Elio might not even know this, but today uh, we just passed uh, 2,600 plays on the on the show. So we we really appreciate that. And. Uh, Continue to continue to join us on the road to three thousand because we ha- we have to break down uh, this WrestleMania season. Uh, we you know we still got fast lane and WrestleMania and all that, so we're just we're just heating up. Uh, give us give us some time, and I think I think you'll enjoy what we have coming up. So thank you very much and. Uh, now that the shameless plug uh, portion of the show has been completed, I will uh, shift it over to Elio for his take on Friday Night SmackDown. Ooh, Friday Night SmackDown. Okay. Huh. Hmm. I'm not sure where to begin with this show because there was stuff I liked, but then there was stuff I didn't like. Um, Seth Rollins' segment, I was one of my low lights. Absolutely. Um, um, let's see what else. Sasha Banks and I attacked another low light. Why? I mean, I mean, like, as in, as in, why does this need to exist? <laughs> right. Actually. Actually, the biggest thing about that that bothered me, and I don't, I don't know about you, but it was Bianca Belair's involvement. Why, no. why in the fuck would she be out there being a cheerleader for Sasha Banks when you have your biggest opportunity against her at WrestleMania? Wait, the- well, did, did she uh, come out during Sasha's match? Because, or, or, yes. Oh- but yes. did, did she? Oh, did she stay there? Did she walk, go back to the backstage area? No, I, I think, I think she stayed out there. 
Oh, okay, because I, cause I, I thought I, I forget which one of the the matches because uh, I know she faced Sheena Baszler, and I think Sasha Banks came out for that match too. Yeah, it's 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 just stupid. It really, it really is. Okay. Um. So I uh, those are two of my. Uh, you're not gonna believe this, but one of my highlights, and I don't like this guy at all. But Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin. Oh, boo! You're 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 losing your touch, Elio. What I know, I liked the ending. I like Sami Zayn's work. Oh, like his what he's been well, doing. No, I mean I I like his work. Don't, don't get me wrong, but Barry Corbin just—it's an automatic disqualifier. And let's see. Um, I like the, the another highlight is the Biggie and Apollo face to face. Absolutely, that was that was my highlight for the night. That was awesome. Yeah, absolutely awesome. And 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 uh, that I see. I got so excited. I almost pulled the plug on my headphones. <laughs> Finally, some excitement. Um, but yeah, that has the potential to be a show stealer at WrestleMania. But I, I think uh, the, these, why is it that every time there's a pay-per-view, these go-home shows are so weak? You really want me to answer that? No, that's a rhetorical question. Uh, uh, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying that these, these go-home shows are so weak. Every time there's a pay-per-view, it's the same thing. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, so those are my uh, lowlights highlights for SmackDown. Um, now we're gonna get to the fun part. Well, oh, oh, but I'm I'm sorry, but before we get to the fun part, uh, do you want to do the fast lane predictions oh, now wait. or a- or after that? Yeah, I was just uh, gonna say, should we do the fast lane uh, before we end the show, or should we do yeah. it now? Uh. Actually, let's do let's do fast lane at the end. Let's do let's do some of the fun stuff now, and then we'll we'll wrap up with uh, fast lane. All right, so we can do the Ben's homework corner. Absolutely. So this week, Ben, I gave you, I set the DeLorean time circuits for you to travel back to August 27th, 1990 for SummerSlam 1990. From the Spectrum in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 19,304 in attendance. On the announced team, we had Roddy Piper and Vince McMahon. I love Roddy Piper behind the mic. So prior to the preview, there was one dark match with Shane Douglas defeating Buddy Rose. I don't even know who Buddy Rose is. Oh, oh, oh! He, okay, all right. I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be a a pay per view coming up where um he's going to be on there. Uh, Unless, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Did I give you Saturday's main event, the Oktoberfest episode? No. Oh, okay, because um, he was on one of the Sunday's main events. He was doing that uh, diet thing with the white powder. No, I never saw it. Okay, that. all right, okay. 
So our first match in, we had Power and Glory, Hercules and Paul Roma defeating the Rockers. Yeah, I was uh, I was very confused by this. How so? Uh, because one well, number one, because the Rockers got their ass kicked. I don't. I, I mean, was this before the Rockers took off, or uh, this was two years into the Rockers? Um, WWF debut. And 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 remind me, um, when did when did the Rockers come to an end? Because I thought that was that wasn't for a while until after that. The Rockers, um, January eleventh, nineteen ninety one. I want to say. Oh, okay. So this this was this, yeah, this was before Shawn Michaels uh, super kicked uh, Marjorie through the barbershop window. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, anything yeah. else on this? But I, I, I mean, I was very confused by this on a on a multitude of levels. So maybe. So, can... Sorry. By the way, they give this match six minutes even. Yeah. Go on. Go on. On a multitude of levels here. So. Power and Glory, what were they doing beating the Rockers, number one? that Because I, I was blindsided by that. Number two, why was Slick with Power and Glory? Well, Slick was uh, originally um, took uh, Hercules' contract from Bobby Heenan. Uh, he uh, signed uh, Hercules. So he was the original manager, but I don't understand how how uh, Paul Roma fit in there because uh, he was part of the Young Silence with Jimmy Powers. And then all of a sudden, one day, he decides to turn heel. So I'm not sure how that yeah. came to be. And I, so I was just very confused with this. And, and multiple times throughout the pay-per-view, I had to remind myself that this was a different time. And I, I, I just, I was very confused by, by multiple elements of the, of the pay-per-view. So, um, but yeah, I was, uh, I was very displeased with the ending of this match because, you know, the Rockers just got their ass kicked and I just, I didn't see that coming. I didn't like that. The second match in we had for the Intercontinental Championship, the Texas Tornado, Kerry, Kerry Von Erich, defeating Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig in 5 minutes, 15 seconds. Okay, first, first of all, that's a crime to give those two guys only five minutes. Yeah. Um, so just by default, I'm not going to like that situation. And, um, you know, with, with Kerry Von Erich, it's kind of like a, um, I, I can't watch any of his matches, even though I, I, I want to, and I'm not, because he was very good. But just, just knowing how things ended for him, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's very, very sad. All right, and then... Um... The third match in uh, this is you asked me about this uh, in the chat. Um, we had Queen Sherry defeating Sapphire by forfeit because Sapphire didn't show up, and you asked me where she was, and I didn't understand the question because I wasn't sure like what you how you meant that. 
Oh, but uh, yeah, I believe this was when Randy Savage was feuding with Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, so so and I I did know I did know that part, um, but um, prior prior to this, I didn't understand that um, that um, that um, oh, what's her name? I'm blanking on her Sapphire? name. Sapphire. Yeah. Um, that uh, Sapphire was getting ready to join up with um, Ted DiBiase because that's what she ended up doing um, mm -hmm. by the end of her night. Um, so that's, that's why that whole thing uh, went down. Um, so that part, that I, w I, was, I was getting frustrated, but I... After seeing what happened at the end, I I was ready to forgive that part of the show because it it made more sense. Um, and uh, but but having having said that, just for the just for the they just for the forfeiture to even take place. Um, I don't remember Sapphire ever being a wrestler, so the, the fact that they well, were she, yeah, her, she wasn't. So the, why would you even run that angle that they were going to have a match with Sensational Sherry? In fact, like, in fact, in fact, you do. I don't know if you remember uh, the way they they uh, debuted her. No, I'm not. All right, don't. you remember how they debuted Earthquake? No. Okay, the this I'm just I'm comparing the two now. The, so, uh, earthquake, uh, they debuted, they planted him in the audience. Sapphire, they did the same thing. They planted her in the audience to debut her as Dusty Rhodes' valet. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Then we had, next, we had the Warlord defeating Tito Santana. They gave this five minutes and 28 seconds. Now, what was it you told me about the Warlord? <laughs> you look like a what? He looked like a jacked up Stone Cold Sea Boss. <laughs> what in the hell was yeah, that? It's, it's, it's hard to believe that this was the same world that from like 88 to that debuted with the power as the powers of pain. But 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 once again I have to ask, what the hell is World War doing beating Tito fucking Santana? Well I think Tito Santana was on his uh was like towards the end of his career. In the WBF at this yeah, time, but, yeah, but like five minutes. Some yeah. of the some of the booking decisions just seem to ask backwards. I don't know. Our next match, and you were surprised about this as well. A two out of three falls match for the WWF Tag Team Championships. The Hart Foundation defeating Demolition, Smash, and Crush to become the new champions. They gave this fourteen minutes and twenty four seconds. Okay, and, and ladies and gentlemen, I was actually embarrassed at, because, you know, I consider myself to be a pretty good, uh, you know, student of the game when it comes to wrestling. And I honestly, I had no idea that Crush ever joined the, uh, you know, the demolition tag team. So, I, I mean, I was confused. This is actually how he was brought into the WBF as uh, the third member of Demolition. That's how they brought him in. And, and how long did he last with them? 
But it wasn't a long-term thing, was it? It was a long-term because then he went away and he came back as the corner crush and the Hawaiian gimmick. Yeah, see, I, I remember that, but I, I didn't remember the demolition things. So I was like, wow, what? Yeah. But yeah, in terms of the match, this was easily the best match of the, of the night. I, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with... with Bret Hart and uh, Jim Neidhart versus Demolition. Next, we had Jake the Snake Roberts defeating Bad News Brown by disqualification. They gave this match 4 minutes 44 seconds. We had a special referee, the big boss man for this match. First, for, uh, first of all, why was the big boss man in, involved in, in, in two matches as a, as a non-wrestler? That so, part, so that part. Two, two matches. What do you mean? Well, because he was in, he was a special guest enforcer um, for Bad News Brown versus Jake Roberts. Sure. And then he was, he was also, he was also involved with Hogan's match as well. Okay, so um, do you know the story of uh, Bossman's? Uh, when he faced her? Um, I, I am somewhat familiar with it, yes. Okay, so apparently um, Slick, who was managing Bossman at the time, so, yeah, uh, like, that sold... Was, that was also very weird. I didn't see that coming. He sold uh, Bossman services to Ted DiBiase in order for Bossman to retrieve the Million Dollar Championship, which was... Uh, which was um, stolen by Jake St. Robertson being uh, kept in the bag with Damien. So on the Brother, on the brother Love show, Bossman was uh, blindsided by uh, these events. Like, and so then he told DiBiase if he wants his middle championship back, he would have to get the old fashioned way, you'd have to earn it. At this point, Jake was already handcuffed to the top rope. So after Bossman uh, told the BRC that he had to earn the belt back, Bossman went back to the ring and handed the keys to the handcuffs to Jake to unlock himself. So, so when did that, when did that promote, or when did this that was, segment this, take this place? Was around, this was around um, earlier in the year because uh, because um, at WrestleMania 6, Bossman faced Akeem. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Cool. Um, yeah, so I was um, I felt it was, it was kind of weird watching this because I felt like out of place. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on and that, and that is very rare when it comes to me watching pro wrestling. Usually I have some semblance of you know, historical, uh, you know, significance and the events that, um, you know, came before something. So now, um, go, shall we go on? Um, that, that, that's it. So next, okay, I didn't even know they gave this team a name, but we had the team of Old Glory, Jim Duggan and Nikolai Volkov defeating Mr. Sato, which I don't know why they call him Mr. Sato and Pat Tanaka. The Orient Express, basically. It was the Orient Express versus Old Glory. 
Yeah, the, this was just, I couldn't get into this. And they gave this match three minutes and 22 seconds. What was with the short match times? Like, that was throwing me off. The, this, is what, this was another time. Another time. These, that's how these matches were booked, the, the time length. Wow. wow. Yeah. I mean, then, hard, to, hard to invest in anything that short. And they had a lot of short matches like this. Then we had Randy Savage defeating Dusty Rhodes in two minutes and fifteen seconds. Well, this, well, I, at first I was pissed off, but then I realized that it, it was done for the to pay off the the sapphire angle. Yeah. So once once that became clear, um, then I was fine with it. All right, our uh, co-main event, because that's how they were calling the final two matches, co-main events. The first one was Hulk Hogan defeating the Earthquake by Countout in 13 minutes and 16 seconds. Now, Hogan had, I believe, you said he had Bossman? Yeah. In his corner. Okay, I was wrong. I, I said Tugboat, but I was wrong there. All right, so yeah, it was, uh, he had... Um, Bossman in his corner and Earthquake had uh, Jimmy Hart, which it was it was very weird seeing Jimmy Hart on opposite sides from Hulk Hogan. Yeah, this was uh, used before the Mega Maniacs. Yeah, it was it was very odd. Then in that brings us to our main event of steel cage match for the WF World Heavyweight Championship, the Ultimate Warrior retaining the title, defeating Rick Rude in ten minutes and five seconds. You know, I've, I've, I really enjoyed Rick Rude's performance, but I, I can't, like, okay, I'll, I'll tell you a story, right? So I, one, of, one of my friends um, who, I, who I met and know through Elite Pro Wrestling Alliance, which is the company that I'm associated with, mm-hmm. um, he, he grew up loving the Ultimate Warrior. Like, that's what got him into wrestling. He has he has Ultimate Warrior tattoos and quotes and stuff like that. Like, he loves Ultimate Warrior. And, um, you know, as a, as, a, as a pro wrestling fan, I can appreciate what, what Ultimate Warrior like, meant to the business and, and the character and all that. Um... You know, and and I also have to qualify this by saying Ultimate Warrior was before my time. Largely. Um, but I I will not be bashful in saying that I did I never got into the Ultimate Warrior because I just I didn't I didn't get it. I didn't I it never really clicked with me. Like I'm not, I'm not insult, insulting him or anything because this is before you heard about any of the backstage stuff, which which would disenfranchise anybody from the actual human being. I'm, I'm talking about just the character itself. I it may I think it was just because I was too young or whatever, but it, you know when he's talking about the power of the stars and the cosmos and whatever whatever the fuck else. You know, I, I, you know, it, it's a little bit, it's a little bit above the pay grade of a, of a two to three year old. You know, I, um, yeah, I wasn't getting it. And then by the time, 
by the time I was old enough to kind of understand Warrior, he, you know, he came into WCW in, in you know, 96. Um, at, at that point, I did understand it, and I just thought it was stupid as fuck. So you said 96, I believe it was 90, I think it was 98. Or, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, 98. Um, and I, I thought it was just stupid as fuck. I was like, what? Because, <laughs> no, because I, I, I remember watching uh, specifically the the promo with with Eric Bischoff, and apparently, um, apparently this 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 promo is like no, notorious because it went over like twenty minutes, and I just and I just happened to see the story behind it on online. But so it's weird that I I found it just the other day, and and we're talking about it now. It's just, it's odd how, you know, the rabbit holes that research for this podcast just take me down. Um, you know, because, you know, you, you Google the Ultimate Warrior and all kinds of shit pops up. So, as I was saying, you know, I, I didn't really get the Ultimate Warrior. It wasn't really my thing. And then when, when I got old enough, I just thought it was stupid. And then you started hearing that he was an asshole human being and whatever. So... None of Ultimate Warrior stuff lined up for me. It's just period across the board. Um, but but having said that, um, I don't know if it's because it was Rick Rude or something. Like this was this was probably the best Ultimate Warrior match that I can remember seeing. Okay. So that's the end of uh, SummerSlam 1990. What do you think of this show? Um. It, it was it was a miss for me. Okay. It, it it really was. I was I was very confused and very off put. Um, I di- I didn't understand the the managerial connections, the uh, and the back to back to back to back, uh, you know, backstage interviews. You know, it took me a while to figure out what they were doing with. Uh, Sapphire, which that part I forgave because once I figured it out, you know. But I think I think I think in the future, when, when you give me these homework assignments, I'm just gonna have to I'm just gonna have to do a little bit more homework so I can get the background before I actually watch it. Well, see, I I'd uh, forgotten about about uh, Sapphire, like you know the reason why because I wasn't even sure like myself when I was actually watching this. Uh, because okay, I used to because uh, back then uh, pay-per-views weren't as easy to watch as they are now. So I used to like as soon you as call, you call these pay-per-views easy to watch now. I don't think so, but no, I mean they weren't as easy to watch as the pay-per-views are now. I mean, like you can see how like the network and stuff. Oh, oh. So okay. um, so. I would uh, wait. For, I would wait for the the show to come out on a video. As soon as it came out, I'd reserve it right away and I'd go to the video store pick it up. So I didn't even know myself at the time uh, what happened with Sapphire, like why she never showed up. Yeah, uh, and and that was just weird because, you know, it's like I didn't 
why would they set up the angle that way? Because like she was, she was never a wrestler. So why would he, why would people even buy into her being in the ring with uh, Sensational Sherry to begin with? Right. So that is Ben's homework corner for this week. We have a second assignment for you on a Tuesday night when we return with our uh, results show for tomorrow night's Fastlane pay per view. Fat and oh, and and. The title for this episode is Fastlane to Disappointment. <laughs> uh, I like uh, it. Uh, okay, I like that's it. What, that's what we're on, so make sure you write that down. All right. So um, so for Tuesday, your next assignment is Monday Night Raw from January 7, 2002, Triple H's return. I'll tell you what, man. That crowd pop was the craziest I've ever heard. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if you remember uh, the main event for this one. Uh, no, no, I no, I don't. But I'm looking forward to going back and taking a look at it, okay, like the well, whole show. Okay, I'll tell you real quick. Uh, the main event for this was a hardcore match for the tag team championships: Taz and Spike Dudley versus the Dudley Boys. Yeah, versus the Dudley Boys. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, this is more up my alley, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, beyond that, I do have your next assignments prepared, sir. Would you like to hear what I have lined up for you? Yeah, that. All right. So following that, I have, let me just, following that, I have SummerSlam 1989 which featured Hulk Hogan and Bruce Beefcake versus Zeus and Randy Savage. Well, that should be interesting. Following... Now, the- now oh. before before we get in, in, in this, any further, um, I'm just curious. Uh, do you think 89 was better than 90? I'm going to say... I actually enjoyed looking back at that card now. I'm going to say 89 was better because that was the second SummerSlam. Yeah. So I'm going to say 89 was uh, the better one. Okay. And the following 89, we have In Your House Breakdown. And what year was that from? Uh, Let me pull that up right now. Because, wasn't that from 96 or 97? I believe it was 98, but I'm going to double check right now. In Your House Breakdown. Ah, Breakdown In Your House was September 27, 1998 from Hamilton, Ontario. Okay, very good. Well, I'll check that out. So, Um, and the main event on that show was... I'll tell you that right now. The main event of that show was Kane and the Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in a triple threat match for the championship. Now, now, don't I'm I'm just asking, so don't bash me if I'm wrong. Um, but was was the was the Lions then match on this card? Oh, um, you know what? That's a good question. Let me check. Um. It was not actually. 
Ken oh. Shamrock was on this card, but this was not. There was no Lions Den match on this card. Oh, I thought I thought there may have been. No, that might have been another uh, pay-per-view, or it might have been a Monday Night Raw, but it was there was no Lions Den match on this card. Okay. So that's uh, where you have that. Fall. You have summer. You have Raw. Summer Sunday night in your house breakdown. So yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it for sure. Um, and uh, and are are those both for the um for the Saturday for the Saturday? Oh no, I'm just saying I have your uh, your these two assignments uh, lined up for you, like down like a few week few weeks like down the road, like. The summer seventy nine is for next Saturday. Then um, the following week is uh, your uh, is um breakdown. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, go. and uh, actually, and then I'm gonna tell you a story before we go off. We uh, close out the show. Uh, but, just... but before that, I found this week eight trivia questions for you. Right. Ben, how well do you know Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> I uh, oh jeez. Okay, okay. Well, let's just, let's just say I know it much better than the eighties and the, you know early nineties. Okay. Yeah, All right, I because I have of, I have eight questions it. for you. Yeah. Okay. Shoot. Number one, Austin. Who did Austin beat in his first one-on-one pay-per-view match? Yokozuna, Savio Vega, Mark Mero, or Hunter Hearst Helmsley? I think it was Savio Vega. Correct. I believe that was actually um, the Beware of Dog match. Oh, the Beware of Dog pay-per-view, I want to say, because I remember the... There would, there would, there was a one where they had to redo the show because of like a power outage. Oh, that had to suck. Okay, which title did Austin first hold in the WWE Intercontinental, WWE Million Dollar Championship, or Tag Team Championship? I think it was Million Dollar. Correct. You remember when he was a ringmaster on the Brother Love Show? Yeah, yeah, because he, he came in with with uh, Teddy Yassi. I want you to put your hand to the screen and you might experience some moment of greatness. Uh, oh, <laughs> Back when you were actually somewhat entertaining, Bruce, <laughs> perhaps you should dig back a little deeper in your memory banks and make Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Smackdown a bit more entertaining, Bruce. <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch, Bruce. Damn. <laughs> okay, who who did Stone who did Steve Austin defeat in the nineteen ninety six King of the Ring first round? Was it Bob Holly, Ultimate Warrior, British Bulldog, or Flash Funk? Oh fuck me! Oh, I don't even know this. I had to look this up. Uh, I want to say Flash Funk. Uh, Bob Holly. Oh, fuck. All right. I didn't even know that. I had to look that up because I don't even remember. I don't even remember Ricky and Ring 96 fighting watched or not. I only remember the Austin 316 speech. 
All right, next. How many Royal Rumble eliminations does Steve Austin have? 30, 33, 36, or 39? I want to say 36. Correct. Who did he first face when he returned from injury in 2000? Kurt Angle, Rikishi, Eddie Guerrero, or William Regal? Well, uh, I think it would have had to be Rikishi because he was right. He put it. He was like right in the middle of that angle with him immediately. Correct. Okay, he has won tag team titles with how many different partners? One, two, three, or four? Oh God. Um. Two. Four. Okay, well, I, that's, I know. He faced each of the following at WrestleMania, except for Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Triple H, or The Rock. Um, well, he did, um, Bret Hart, um, The, the Rock. I think the only one he didn't do was, um, was Shawn Michaels. Nope. Triple H. Damn. That, that's hard to imagine. Because, because uh, he uh, he faced Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. Oh, that's right. Okay. That, that was a brain fart, ladies and gentlemen. I knew that. Who did Austin defeat in his Final Raw match. Ric Flair, Eric Bischoff, Booker T, or Scott Hall? Scott Hall? Eric Bischoff. So you got 50% on this one. You got four and four. Oh, well, it's all right. All right, then um, now, before we close out the show, we have a pay-per-view for tomorrow night. We have Fast. <sighs> Can you sense my my excitement? I say let's just get this over with. The, could my response be uh, any more deadpan? <laughs> now, now, ladies and gentlemen, I... Elio is going to paint a picture for you. Elio, look directly in the camera and look at my face. How I want you to describe for the people how my face looks. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host has a very somber, disappointing, can we fucking get this (laughs) piece of shit people (laughs) done with so we can move on? Exactly. I love your, I love your descriptions. <laughs> and you know what? I just came up with that off the top of my head. Absolutely. Very good. <laughs> okay, so let's um see what we actually are. Oh, let me uh, move back because I was looking at the card for WrestleMania, which only has four matches. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, um, where are we? Fastlane. Here we go. Okay, so uh, top to bottom or bottom to top? Let's go bottom to top. Okay, so by my list here, okay, 
for the United States Championship, we have Riddle versus Mustafa Ali. Or Mustafa Ali. Well, it's, it's going to be Riddle, but it needs to be it, it needs to be Ali because Ali should pick up a win. Because if not, um, you know, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with Retribution. I wish they would just break them up already, but it's going to be Riddle. Okay, so you're going with Riddle? Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm going with Riddle, and I will tell you why. I think Retribution's going to walk out on Ali. Then he's going to get all... Then he's going to blow a gasket. He's going to start yelling and throwing a tantrum. And then I think at WrestleMania is where they completely disband uh, the group. Good. Because it it needs to die, like, now. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking is uh, that's where it's going to happen. Where it's going to finally happen. Retribution is broken up at WrestleMania. And it's going to start tomorrow. It's going to start tomorrow night. It's going to conclude at WrestleMania. Well, yeah, I mean, because this whole this whole retribution thing is like the biggest failure I've ever seen. So that's my explanation for going with Riddle. All right, next we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins. Poor Shinsuke. <laughs> well, yeah, but in this case, it sets up Seth Rollins versus Cesaro for. Uh, no, no, I'm saying. I'm saying poor Shinsuke because now that this is what he's doing. He's putting other guys over. This is what he's doing. Well, you know, that's because WWE doesn't know yeah. how to book a motherfucking thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with Seth Rollins on this one. All right, next. I can't believe I'm saying this. Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. And how disgusting that this is even a, like a match. Now, obviously, look, look, people, I'm not stupid. I know that this is going to be an angle, and it's not going to be sorry. a match. I'm, I'm just going to say right now, they actually have it listed here, intergender match. Oh, fuck you. That's not what this, that's not what this is. Fuck off. It's an angle, and it's gonna it's gonna set up for 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 Orton versus Fiend yeah. at WrestleMania. This is not a match. We're not gonna predict a finish because there isn't gonna be one. Oh, so you're not picking any? You're not, you're not picking a winner here? No, because there's okay. not All because right. because if they actually had either one of these people win. It'll be the biggest joke in the world. Okay. All right. So next we have Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus No Holds Bard match. Okay, look, and this is this is actually a low light that we didn't get into on Raw, but oh before okay. I before I predict this, let let me let me set this up for you and explain to you why this pisses me the fuck off. All right. Because this match was rendered completely fucking irrelevant. Say it with me, Elio. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. On Monday Night Raw because it was announced that it's going to be Bobby Lashley versus versus Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. So 
That that encompasses my question because it should have been it should have been Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre at Elimination Chamber back when it would have been something. Exactly. But no, but no, they they merged the, the those two guys into the Elimination Chamber when that Elimination Chamber match should have been to determine. Drew McIntyre's challenger at WrestleMania, but, but no, they they can't do it that way because WWE is routinely fucked. Plus, <laughs> plus they were still dangling the carrot of Edge might pick McIntyre for it, the uh, opponent at Mania, which which should have been the case because it should have been Edge and McIntyre, and then Reigns versus Bryant. I swear, I swear, Edge is being a fucking third wheel to, to Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Even now, you, I mean, did you watch Wrestle? Did you watch SmackDown last night? You stupid fucks. <laughs> I mean, God, am, am I going on too much of a rant? But uh, but not, but nonetheless, they have rendered Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus completely irrelevant because there's nothing online. Right. There's not a there's not a WrestleMania spot on the line. There's not a championship on the line. There's nothing there. You've already spoiled it. And now, now the best thing that you can do is a triple threat match, which I don't want to see because we're already going to get a triple threat match with um with um. Edge, Roman Reigns, and Daniel Bryan. So we don't need a second triple threat match for a championship at Mania. So all the way around, what you're doing, you completely fucked what should be your most important championship on your brand, you fucking pieces of shit. (laughs) I mean, a a kindergartner could bug this shit. You know, as a matter of fact... My, my my nine-year-old nephew should come on as a guest on this show, and I promise I would edit my, myself or, or his father would kill me. My nine-year-old nephew that's, that's could actually come do it. That's actually doable. Yeah, my nine-year-old nephew could come on this show and book a more compelling road to WrestleMania. At which point, and, and trust me, trust me, Cooper would actually be good for this because he, he's got he, he's a lady killer and his personality is just as cool as mine. Okay. He's, he, he's a very cool human being. All right. I, I love that kid. I'm, and I'm not overselling him because he's my nephew. He's just that fucking awesome. All right. But my, my point being, um, you know, the fact that a nine-year-old can book a better card than WWE Creative can, that's pretty fucking sad. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, what, what the hell do we know? We're just a podcast. I mean, God. Right? These, these motherfuckers have no fucking clue. So, as to who's going to win, it's obviously going to be Drew McIntyre. He's not going to lose in the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania going against Bobby Lashley. But come on, this 
We knew that. We knew he wasn't going to lose, so why have the fucking match? Exactly. I mean, am I missing something? <laughs> well, I'm just, um, I'm just uh, writing down the predictions here. So we have column, we have Ben's column, and we have Elio's column. So just line, line them up. Oh, you know our names. Good for you. All right, just <laughs> okay. So we have Riddle. We both pick Riddle. I'm just uh, updating the list here. Okay. Riddle. All right. So Riddle was in the first match. Well, not really, but okay. That's that's all right. Now we are we. You didn't pick a winner for Alexa Bliss. Uh, no, I didn't, and I'm refusing. All right. Yep. No contest on there. I think it's going to be an angle. I don't think it's going to be a match. I just think it's going to be ridiculous. I just want to see the. Well, fiend. it's going it's to be a joke either way, but not. It just it sets up for the fiend to come back at Mania, so I guess I'm all right. But. All right. So you pick Drew McIntyre. I'm picking Drew as well. Yep. Okay. Next stop for the end. Continental Championship. We have Big E versus Apollo Crews. I think Big E. You know what? I'm going the opposite. I'm going to go with Apollo Crews. Well, here, well, here's the thing, and and, um, and I kind, I kind, I'm kind of torn because. I love Apollo Crews' new character, and his transformation really does seem like it it warrants him getting the Intercontinental Championship. So I want to say that right now. So do I think he'll get the Intercontinental Championship on Sunday? No, but at some point down the line, absolutely, because he needs it for this new character. It, it's just it's premature to take it off of Big E right now because if you take it off of Big E and hot potato it to um, to Apollo Cruz, you're hurting Big E in the long run. Whereas if Apollo Cruz loses right now, it doesn't really hurt him because it builds up more more heat when he actually wins it down the line. Okay. So let's see what we got here. All right, so you you're going with Big E then, okay? Yes. All right, so our next one up we have Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. It's gonna be it's gonna be Roman Reigns. Come on, people! <laughs> right, this right. isn't rocket science. And of course, uh, okay, I'm going with Roman Reigns as well. And of course, the ne- the last match I have on this list: Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair for their women's tag team championships. They they better not put the belts on Sasha and Bianca ahead of their ahead of their women's 
tag team ahead of their women's championship match at WrestleMania. Uh, excuse me. Like so, as much as I hate Nia Jax, I would have to pick Nia and Shayna for this because if they're going with with championship tag team partners for the for going one on one for the biggest title in their d- division at Mania, I, I, I have no interest in seeing Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair in, in, in that incarnation. It completely ruins it. Keep the focus on the women's championship. Nobody gives a fuck about the women's tag team titles. Nobody. They're meaningless, this. Why is it, and I, I, I mean this, even though it sounds like I'm going on a rant again, but I, I, I want to know your your take on this. Why is it that WWE always does this? They make an issue where there isn't one, okay? Mm-hmm. Number, n- number one. And number two, they always have opponents come together as tag teams and then they split and do the big thing on, you know, on the, on the big pay-per-view. Why is that? Yeah, I, I don't get it. So I'm, I'm with Let you. these two characters tell their own story as opponents. It's okay if they respect each other, certainly, but they don't need to be a tag team in order to demonstrate that they respect each other. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, yep. It's, it's not necessary. Okay, so I'm just updating the picks here, Roman Reigns and Nia Jax and Shane Baszler because I don't want to see um, the championships on. Um... See, you know why? Because I think there's gonna something's going to happen where one of them is going to cost the other the mat, the team the match, and then um, they're going to start arguing amongst themselves, and that's what it should be. Well, With, uh, well, no, no, I mean, but but they, I know what they're doing with it, but they don't need to do this to get there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need them to be a tag team. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. You know, it's just... Let Sasha and Bianca sell the match on their own. Yep, I agree. What, like, what, what is this? It's preposterous. Uh, well, I was going to go with asinine, but I, I like preposterous because it, <laughs> you know, rolls off the tongue a little bit better with PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. So, yeah. All right, so this is what I have. I can just uh, fix it. Uh, off air, but these are the predictions. I was just writing them down. Okay, let me uh, let me get get you on the bigger screen here. Okay, very good. Riddle, um, Shinsuke. No, I um, I I don't think I picked Shinsuke. You didn't pick shit. Oh no! Wait, we picked. Oh, oh yeah. We have to. I have to redo that. I I just uh, did that uh, real quick. I'm gonna do, do a good copy on uh, off air. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, I don't. No, no we picked. We picked Seth. Although we, although we should, although Shinsuke should win. <laughs> yeah, what, I what, agree. What, what, what do we know? 
<laughs> All right, then. Um, actually, before we go, I have a story that uh, goes with Ben's homework corner. Oh, very good. So I told you I got myself a fire stick. Yep. So I was playing, or I'm still playing around with it because I'm like discovering, like and learning, like new stuff on uh, on there. I found an app called Wrestling TV. Or do you know what that is? No. Oh, see, I'm gonna say you are not ready for the the stuff that I found because this is like wrestling from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Oh shit. I mean, like uh, the other night, I was watching a, a match from 1954 with uh, two guys: Wilbur Snyder versus Warren Bockwinkle. I mentioned that from 1954. Oh God, that was it was kind of hard to watch. I gotta say, but I did get through it. Yeah, well, I I would imagine that the uh, video and audio quality wasn't that great. No, actually, uh, the audio and video was, wasn't bad. It was uh, clear. But uh, because they have a lot of this stuff on YouTube as well from the 50s. Yeah, I, holy shit. <laughs> I know. It's, it's just like hard to like, it's not easy to like sit through. So I was I was just like you when you're watching these pay-per-views that I give you for assignments. It was I was that was uh, hard for me to watch. Yeah. All right. So Ben, would you bring the show to a close? Absolutely, my my friend. All right. So fans, tomorrow night, fast lane. Oh, uh, remember, Elio. It's not fast lane. It's what is fast it? Fast lane to disappointment. You're damn right it is. And uh, we <laughs> and we will be back on Tuesday to collect all the tears from the WWE universe as they fall down the slippery slope that is the road to WrestleMania. And with that Well, hold on. Yeah, so coming up on Tuesday we have the results from tomorrow night's pay-per-view as well as Monday Night Raw. And Ben's homework corner, which will have, which will take a look at the Monday Night Raw from January 7, 2002. Absolutely. So Ben, close out the show for the week, for the night. Well, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. Rudely interrupted. <laughs> Go on. Uh, we will. We will be back on Tuesday to collect all your tears. From the fast lane to disappointment on the road to WrestleMania. And with that, this is your weekly reminder that we are the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. He's Elio, I'm Ben, and we'll see you next time right back here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for You've been searching in the dark, sweat soaking through the floor 
And buried in your bones there's an ache that you can't ignore Taking your breath, stealing your mind And all that was real is left behind Don't fight it, it's coming for you, running at you It's only this moment, don't care what comes after Your fever dream, can't you see, getting closer Just surrender cause you feel the feeling taking over